to hear the word. And from hearing the word, then we worship. We have something to worship about when we get the word in us. We have something to shout about when we get the word in us. When we know what God has done for us and will do for us, we have something to shout about. We come to get the word of God. Amen. So I'm, I'm, I'm always going to say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Uh, I had a conversation. I had a conversation earlier today with one of the, one of, one of the um, good brothers here. And I, I asked him about, well, I didn't see you on Christ's birthday. And, and they said, well, um, um, celebrating Christ's birthday at home. And I looked at the person, and I said, at home? Oh, yeah, 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 I had some company. <laughs> I, I said, at home? I said, you did say Christ's birthday. He said, yeah. I said, and you celebrated at home? And, uh, the person said, yeah. I said, I don't think that's biblically right. Do you think that's right? He looked at me and said, well, I don't know what's wrong with you. I said, number one, you did say you were celebrating Christ's birthday. Yep. I said, at home? Yep. I said, well, uh, well let's see. Let's see if we can get this right biblically. Well, if it's Christ's birthday, aren't you, shouldn't you go to where he is? Oh, uh, uh, what, you, what, you, what you mean? I said, well, if you're celebrating Christ's birthday, you ought to be in the house of the one. Well, where does that say that I have to be in the house of the Lord? I was celebrating at my house. I said, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. At your house? A lot of stuff goes on at your house other than celebrating Christ's birthday. Don't y'all get quiet on me now. I said, number one, you got to understand that the church was called ecclesia, which means the called out ones. We've been called out to come to the house of the Lord. And got to looking at me, I said, well, next year, you know where you need to be. If you're going to celebrate Christ's birthday, then you need to be in the house of the, the Lord. And uh, uh, we need to understand that uh, when we look at Christmas, Christmas uh, should be about Jesus. And if you can't take out an hour and a half out of 24 hours to celebrate Christ's birthday, many of you guys, when you celebrate your birthday, you up there at the bar and grill for three hours. And it comes to God. And, and, and I'm going to move on because I'm really beginning to understand that you can really know where a person is in Christ by what they do. And don't ever judge a person on Sunday morning. Walk, look at their daily life and what they do. 
will tell you where their Christ likeness really is. Can I get an amen? amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Alrighty, alright. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So uh, I was, and I and I think that person understood. Then they walked out and said, "I got you now. I got you now." But um, let us remember that it's Christ's birthday, not our birthday. And uh, uh, we thank God for those who did come out for the Christmas, Christ's birthday. Uh, Amen. Okay, let's get started. I'm going to try to finish this up, but I'm beginning to learn. It ain't no sense in rushing the message because we got until we die to hear the word of God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that's true. And um, I've been on a series. What's the name of the series? Watch this. Uh, Michigan played who? Played Florida, didn't it? What was the score? Mm-hmm. 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 And that was just what? Just yesterday. I've been on this series at least for... And you're still struggling with the, the series. <laughs> Say what? What's the series? What a winning. All right, all righty, all righty, all right. And so uh, we've been uh, dealing with uh, the parables of Jesus, right? Yeah. Right, good. Okay, here we go. Now, <clears throat> where we left off, where we left off, Matthew, 13th chapter, right? What verse? Uh, 18 and 23 is the text. But I've been going through each verse because in each little parable, Jesus brings out a condition of what causes us to not to receive the word of God. He's talking to farmers most people were farmers back there then, and that is the same as all of us do have a job today. We work as they work. Can I get a witness? So he's talking to everyday working people. Why? Because of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is some of us, in the church put him out. Why did we put him out? Because he was talking a little different than our tradition. Can I get an amen? amen? All right. So they put him out of church. You know they do put people out of church when they don't talk like everybody else. Amen. They try to, try to make people do right, they'll put you out of church. Especially if they've been doing wrong for so long. So he's out. He's out in the street teaching everyday working people about what are the hindrances of the word of God getting in you. 
You know, we can quote scriptures all we want to, but if it's not in us, it's just not making a difference in us. It still haven't done you any good. So Jesus is dealing with what causes people to not to receive the word of God. There's a lot of reasons why you sit here and listen to the word of God and not receive it. But yet you heard it. Huh? Look at your neighbor and say, you need to listen now. So we left off uh, with uh, the 13th chapter of Matthew, the 22nd verse. And uh, Jesus dealing with uh, the parable of the seed and the sower. The sower and the seed. And I want you to know here again, if you didn't write it down, everybody got a seed. Everybody got a seed. Everybody got a seed. And you ask me, well, what is my seed? Let me find out from you. Watch this. Let me find out from you. Number one, if you got a job, you got a seed. You want to prove me wrong? Your seed is your time. And when you put your time on your job, you're looking for a harvest. That's called a paycheck. You put time, you get a harvest, paycheck. Everybody got to see when you go to L.A. Fitness and you exercise, huh? that's your seed. And your harvest is you got a good-looking body. Look at somebody and say, you ain't been exercising. You ain't, you ain't been using your seed. <laughs> Those of us who are married, you put your seed in by dating. And then you got your harvest when you got married. Look at you. Look, uh, well, everybody ain't married, but. Those of you who are, look at your baby and say, hey, baby, I'm glad I worked for you. So see, everybody got a seed. And Jesus is dealing with, Jesus is dealing with the sower and the seed. And the farmers knew something about planting seeds because they were farmers. They knew something about getting the harvest. They knew something about crop. They knew something about preparation. They knew something about what Jesus was talking about because Jesus was talking on their level. Something that they understood. I decided that I was going to you know, the Lord, look here, I know things getting ready to happen for me. I know, what should I do? So I'm going to go back to school and get my doctor's degree so I can come back and talk these big, long words I can't spell. <laughs> and make you guys feel like you guys ain't nowhere where I am. <laughs> I'm Dr. Hodo now, and I'm using big words that I don't even know how to spell. that's a seed for a harvest. And now he's talking to everyday people. He's not talking to doctors and lawyers and Indian chiefs. He's talking to everyday people like you and I. So look at here. Look here. Look here. We're going to pull out this one this, this one parable amongst the sower and the seeds. Because you got to realize Jesus is talking about different kinds of soil 
and the reason why it's not growing the seed. And all of us are soil. And the word of God is the seed. The word of God is the seed. And sometimes when you don't understand why you're not getting a harvest, it might be because something is blocking your seed from what? Growing. I know there's some other things that stop a harvest. And one of those things are time. And patience is a virtue. You, you don't sow a seed today and get a plant tomorrow. It's going to take you some what? But anyhow, look at this 22nd verse. Look at this 22nd verse. Now, we're working on the overhead, so you have to use your Bible or you have to use your smartphone. And, and uh, um, by the way, for you that got for you guys that got your cell phones out, just go ahead and text your friend and say he's coming out of Matthew 13, 22. And, and, and tell them that I said that they are nothing but a thorn bush. <laughs> go ahead and text it to them now. If you don't want to say it, put your, put your phone on speakerphone and I tell them. Matthew 13, 22. Tell them that I said they ain't nothing but a thorn bush. Tell them they can come and cuss me out because I know how to cuss too. <laughs> of course, I don't call it cussing. I call it unwholesome words. It's only one cuss word, and that's when you damn something which you're not allowed to do. When you damn something, when you say, gee, damn, you just cuss or what they call curse. And you're not allowed to curse anything that you didn't make. Look at your neighbor and say, can I get a witness? All right. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's read that 22nd verse. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us all say amen. amen. If you remember, I dealt with the first half of the 22nd verse, which I'll call 22a. 22a. If you ever study your Bible, sometimes they will break up a verse, and they call it A, B, C, and D. That depends on how long the verse is and how many thoughts that are in there. So here, um, I dealt with the first half of the uh, 22nd verse, and I was dealing with, watch this, of sowing the seed on thorny ground. And if you remember, I said that if you are a farmer, you've got to remember you have to clear the soil of all hindrances. And if you understand that what the scripture says, that the sower sowed the seed on thorny ground. Now, if anybody knows anything about planting, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. The reason why it doesn't sound right, who's going to plant a seed 
among some weeds. One of the things you have to do, if you're going to plant, you have to clear the soil of all debris, rocks, and weeds. and You've got to clear it out. You have to do some work. You have to clear it out. You have to do some work before you plant. You with me? Okay, okay, quick. So, so, so it, it doesn't sound right to somebody say, well, why would I put some seeds on, on some weeds? Well, you got to understand, that that's not really what happened. When he talked about the seeds that fell upon the thorns, they were lazy. Rather than going through the soil, pulling it up, tilting it, cleared out the rocks and stuff, they cut everything real low. They had very little evidence that weeds were there, but the weeds were just cut real low to the ground, so the roots were still there, no leaves to be seen, and the farmer threw some seed, thinking that it's going to grow. And guess what? Jesus says, and the word fell upon the soil that had cut the weeds real close and the seed grew among thorny bushes now now watch this watch this because I'm just I'm just giving you introduction right now okay now how is it how is it that seeds that are good grow among weeds. Where if you cut it, if you cut weeds real short, close to the ground, the seeds does have time to germinate because it's still touching the ground. But if you wait a little while, get a little rain. One thing about weeds: weeds don't need your help. Weeds don't need to. Weeds will grow up. I don't care what man. I, I, when I was able to have a garden, I don't care how much I clean that soil. After a while, some weeds will grow up. And I spend most of the time trying to keep weeds out. And I don't care how much you try to block them weeds, they still grow. So you have to pull them out. What? You have to pull them out. All the way, roots and all, but 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 the weeds eventually outgrew the seed, and so it smothered the seed that was growing because the weed began to outgrow the seed that was germinating. And Jesus is good, man. He he knows how to break it down to you. So, so the question would be that you need to ask. And I was, I was, uh, uh, I was looking at, um, uh, I was looking at uh, TV again, and and uh, I, 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 I really, I really believe that a church has to be balanced. A church has to be balanced. It can't be too much this way and too much that way. Uh, um, um, uh, speaking about going back to school, I'm going back to school 
and get my doctorate in church health. In other words, a healthy church. Because I see a lot of churches that are not balanced. You know, you got some churches high on praise and low on word. And then you got churches high on word and low on praise. And what we have to be is, is balanced. You, you know, people say a lot of times, well, uh, uh, you know, uh, Pastor, uh, it don't take all of that to serve the Lord. And I told him, I told him this. I said, well, I'll tell you what it does take. It takes all of you, all of who you are to serve the Lord. Yeah, God is intellectual, but he's also exciting. You just can't be all intellectual and not, and not feel the spirit move in you because whenever the word of God gets in you it's going to move you oh I see I got a dead church I got a dead church I got a dead church y'all got I don't believe it takes speaking in tongues but guess what it is tongues but I you know but nevertheless a balanced church and, and I'm just concerned that 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 we need to move towards balance rather than one side or the other. So here we are, Jesus. Here we are, Jesus. Jesus helps them understand that uh, uh, these seeds that he's sown, the weeds outgrow and smother. Now let's translate. Let's translate, because he's talking to us. We are the soil. And I don't know how much cleaning out of your soil you've been doing. I don't know how many rocks you've been taking out of your soil. Because you know what? I, I, I tell you this. And see, you got to go outside. For you, everybody ought to try to play the little something. It, it, play the little something. And I don't think it's fair for you to plant a little something up there in a the little nice little wooden uh, uh, bed. Uh, on, on the sixth floor of your apartment, you need to get out there in the community garden, and they, because it, it, you can dig up weeds and rocks and everything, and then uh, three or four months, three or four months later, some rocks come up, and you look at where did the rocks come from? Where did the weeds come from? I picked all this stuff out. You know what I'm saying? You know why? Because when you're talking about preparing yourself and keeping yourself right, that takes work. You got to constantly work on yourself to keep your soul clean so you can have a harvest that is clean and won't have any hindrances of what God's trying to do in your life. Okay, okay, watch this. Now, 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 in the second half, 22B of, uh, of, uh, of 13th chapter. Um, look what it says. And this is the B part. I'm getting ready to read it. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth, you with me? Choke 
Choke what? Choked it. The it is the word. Choked the word, making it what? Unfruitful, or in other words, unproductive. Unproductive. Many of us are Christians, but you're unproductive. You come to church on Sunday, but you're unproductive. Now, we're talking about, we're talking about stewardship. We're talking about your time, your talent, and your finances. Unproductive. And Jesus dealing with the reason we are unproductive. Amen. So he's talking to those of us who say that we have given our life to Christ and we are being obedient and committed to following him. Jesus says, be my disciple. And a disciple is one who follows. And have commitment is the same as no commitment. Obedience is always better than. Okay, 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 okay. And Jesus says now in this second half, you're unproductive. And let's just tear into it a little bit. And I'm going to try to finish it up today. But if not, then like I said, I'm going to take my time. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got nothing but till, till, till God comes and call me home. Okay. I like Luke's way of putting this because I think Luke brings it out a little bit better for us who lives in today's world. Okay? So let's, let's do some here. Luke goes into detail, and, and um, uh, uh, you, you'll find that, that, that he leaves out the thorns and, and the bushes and, and the roots and all that. He leaves that out, which are hindrances to uh, us being productive, and he says it a little different way. Are you ready for it? Luke, the uh, 8th chapter and the 14th verse. Luke 8, 14. 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 Notice how he, notice how Luke puts this. All right? Luke says, and that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard, when they have heard, when they have listened, see, when they have listened, when they have heard, when they have listened, okay, go forth and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of what? This life brings no fruit to perfection or completion. Now, I like the way Luke said because you get a better picture of what Matthew is trying to say here. Do you agree? If that's the case, I have not twist God's word. I have not said something that has not already been said by the word of God. So let's look at Luke 
and what he puts in because he says the same thing in Matthew, but it's just a little different how Matthew words it, okay? And, and, and know that this is still a, a parable. <clears throat> Notice here that Matthew and Luke is saying the hindrances to the word of God at least has three things, three ways that it hinders us from being productive. Is that in your Bible too? Uh -huh. is, is that in your Bible? Are you sure that's in your Bible? You sure Pastor Holder ain't making this up? Now, now I, I want you to know I'm not directing this message at no one certain person because this is the word of God. This is the word of God. Amen. Amen. All right. So you know one thing? When the word of God convicts you, don't fight it. And if you're going to fight it, you're going to fight it probably based on these three ways. If you're going to fight the word of God, it's going to be based on probably these three ways. If you're going to fight God's ways, it's going to probably be based on these three ways. He says, the thorn, right, two, the growth of the thorns, three, the choking out of the word. And so Luke breaks it down and tells us how it prevents us from having the word of God to grow and get a harvest. <clears throat> and Luke says, number one, care. Your cares. 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 <laughs> That's why I tell a certain president, they said, well, I have guests at home. That's why I didn't come to, to Christ's birthday service. Your cares? It's okay to be quiet because I know what it's doing. The second thing he says, riches. Riches. Third thing he says is pleasure. Cares, riches, pleasure. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Now, if we be honest with ourselves, all of us can agree that this is the probably three major areas in our life that pretty much does stop the word of God from being able to produce a harvest in us of being productive. You don't have to say amen to that because some, sometimes when you say amen, you got to do the right thing. Okay? Silence sometimes allows you to come in and get out. But when you say amen, then you have deposited, watch this, the word of God in you, that that's the truth, and the truth shall what? You ain't saying nothing to me. This is what our fleshly nature fights on a daily basis. Our cares, our riches, and our pleasure. 
Come on now. These are the thorn, th- uh, thorn bushes and the weeds and the roots that are left in our hearts. Watch this. The left in our hearts. The left in our heart that prevents God from uh, working in us a commitment to do his will. It hinders us from a Christ-like life. It messes us up our cares, our riches, and our pleasure. If you do not root yourself from cares, if you don't root everything out from riches, if you don't root everything out from pleasure, you leave something there. You got to remove all the way out of your life. Or they will become hindrances to you doing the will of God. I know what you're thinking. 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 I know, I know what you're thinking. And I'm going to talk about it, hopefully, to help, help you deal with this. But he says these are the things to keep you from, from doing his will. All right? And if I go down the line and ask you about your commitment to New Morning Light or to any church and what they have what God has called you to do and has told you to do and for you to do in the church. I can probably stay with these three and find what the hindrances are. Okay, all right. Now, now remember, this is God's word. It's not Robert concocting a story to make you feel bad. Jesus is saying this, and, and the word of God is good for reproof, correction, Encouragement. How do how do these three cause the problem? Okay, let's deal with cares, right? Now, cares is also called worry. If you care about something and it ain't going right, you got worries, don't you? You say, well, what's wrong with you now? I mean, you know, I want you to feel real bad because everybody got worries, you know. You know, I got I got worries too. Uh, you got worries. You know, worries are always coming up. Cares are always coming up in, in our lives. If you got kids, you you you, you got some, some worries. Not only not only cares, not only uh, uh, um, shows our worries, it also shows our anxiety. Our anxiety, uh, you know, uh, I care about when I go to the doctor and the doctor don't give me a good report. Now I got and uh, y'all don't want to talk to me. Anxiety that, that comes up, uh, uh, and, and then when I have anxiety, then I start having struggles. And, and when I when 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 I start having struggles, that's why you look the way you look on Sunday morning. Y'all wonder that I'm using all this psychology. I don't use psychology. I, I look at your actions, and I line it up with the word of God, and I look at you. Yeah. I look at the word of God, then I look at you. And I say, oh, that's the problem. Amen. You know you can't, you can't hide worries. You can't hide anxiety. You cannot hide struggles. 
The only thing you can do is get rid of them. But you can't hide. But, 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 but look how we struggle with some things and God's commitment, how it blocks God's commitment. Keeping a job is a hindrance. Keeping a job is a hindrance. It's okay. You don't have to say amen. Well, pastor, I got to have a job. If I don't have a job, then how do you think I'm going to pay taxes? Oh, Jesus. Help me, Lord. That let me know you ain't, you're not reading the word of God at all. Because the word of God said, I will supply. Now, the only way that you're going to have a problem with that is that you don't believe it. How do I know you don't believe it? Because you don't do it. Let's look at this definition a little bit more about cares, anxieties, and struggles and worries. Making enough money on your job. Well, I, well, I can't do God's will because I, 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 I got to work overtime. Why do you got to work overtime? Now, now don't, don't get me wrong. Some jobs require that you work overtime. Some jobs require you to work overtime. I used to have to do seven-day coverage. I don't think there's anything that y'all have done that I didn't have to do. I don't think it's very little that, that you guys going through that I haven't been through. Okay, and I say that because I, 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 I've been through a lot. I used to work on a job where it has seven-day coverage. Seven-day coverage. Seven-day coverage. Seven-day coverage. No, you didn't get no day off. You got seven-day coverage for two weeks. And then you went the third week and had a day, and then you went back to seven-day coverage. Now, I worked it. Okay. Now, let me tell you what I did with those seven-day coverage. And, I mean, you know, I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I went to midnight. I went to midnight so I could have off in the day. And I went to church on Sunday in the day because I was working at night. But watch this. Everything requires a little work. I had to watch how, you know, I had to sleep. Once I got off work, I, I slept for four hours. I did my, my, my daily chores, and then I went to bed early four hours. Then I went to work. About hear what you said. Well, Pastor, you were single then. Yeah. yeah, but then there was second shift. And, and let me stop because you're getting mad at me. And, and I don't want y'all to throw me out of church like they did Jesus. I, I, I don't want that. Oh, but, but watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, 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 well, well uh, I need more money. But why do you need more money? See, see you got to talk to God. And, and, and I agree with anybody. You have to have a relationship with God to understand your situation. And we need to stop going to Ms. Rudolph to tell us 
while my job ain't working, while my man ain't doing right, while my girlfriend ain't at home, and why I can't hit the lottery and all that junk. I keep getting me lottery tickets now. I keep getting me a lottery ticket, and every time I look, I, I keep hoping with expectation that I'm going to hit the numbers. But it ain't happened yet, right? It ain't happened yet, but guess what? I can't win if I don't. And I'm playing because I'm expecting to get a harvest. But so far, I lose money. But, 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 but look here, look here, look here. Why are you working overtime? See, you got to ask yourself that and be true to yourself. Why am I working overtime? Well, is it because I'm overspending? I had to tell HSN, hell no. They always come up with something I think I need. And they show me how it would make things so wonderful and so great. And when I get it, I can't find all those stuff they say that it's supposed to do. And so I started telling her, uh, 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 no. And when you spend more than you make, Where's it going to come from? And if your solution is, well, God doesn't give me another job, that is not what God has asked for you to do if you have not done for God what you're supposed to do. And God asked us to be good stewards over our time, our talent, and our finances. Why you keep overspending? Some of y'all messed up playing Santa Claus. If you only gonna give on one day out of a year, then you nowhere close to the Jesus spirit. Because the Jesus spirit gives what? Every day. Amaya don't worry about no Santa Claus because I give her something all the time. What you doing trying to buy a car that you can't afford? Y'all young folk, man, y'all young folk, y'all buying these cars and you can't afford. Lease it. I will never lease a car. I don't care how much I make. I never lease a car. I may be from old school, but I want to buy something, keep it, and call it my own. I don't want to worry about if I run over so many mileage, then I got to pay extra. God blessed the child that God is. Now, it may not be the latest vehicle, but guess what? It cranks up. And every car I got to go and get maintenance every year, so don't try to get me on, well, you know, you, you get a year of maintenance. Well, what about the rest? I mean, why are you working overtime? Ask yourself that. 
And if you come to the conclusion you're overspending, you see, that's a hindrance to God's word because God requires you to do something for him. With your time, your talent. He ain't talking about just no one Sunday Sunday morning. A lot of us only come to church between 11 and 1230. Just enough time to get past all of the prayer and the singing. Hear the word of God a little bit or really get your best sleep on. And then leave before offering. And then you feel all right now. I, I, I done been to church. All of these brunches that you're going to, for what? And these brunches are not cheap. But these young folk now, these young folk do brunches. Uh, 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 I forgot the name of that where you where you now eating between three and six. Yeah, they got a word for that where you, uh, they got a word for that where you eat now between three and six. And the same as a brunch, but it's just between three and six. And that's the, that's the young folks doing that now. Young, young folks doing that now too. So, so in other words, we got all kind of gimmicks to, to, to keep us eating. And, it, and, and you know what? I don't care how, I don't care how you cut it. When you go out to eat, it's going to cost you some money. It's going to cost you some money. When, watch this, when, if you want to have a brunch, why don't you call them over to your house? And eggs and bacon and the whole nine yards, it'll be cheaper. But, 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 but what I'm saying, why are you working overtime? What are you trying to get that is not in the budget that, that you have? Because when you use more time, then you're creeping in on what God is asking you to do. Either you're going to be too tired, you don't have enough time, or it's always going to be an excuse, a hindrance. It's going to be a thorn that keeps you from doing God's work. Okay, 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 you're you tired of hearing that. I'm still under cares. I'm still under worries. I'm still under anxieties. I'm still under struggle because he says it's the cares that hinders us, hinders us from doing God's will. Your children. At some point, you got to learn how to cut them or loose. You got to cut them loose. I got somebody. I got somebody with me now. I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, the child that went to prison once, got out of prison and went right back. Got out, then went again. And then I'm sitting there talking to the person. I said, Well, well. You got, to, you got to cut that child loose. And then, <laughs> it's just so hard. Hard? You, you spending all this money. Hard. There's a certain point that you got to cut your children off and let them learn on their own. 
At some point, you got to put your children out. Because they're taking your time, your talent, and your finances. And you're trying to hold them up. Kids now, and, and it just wasn't like that when I was coming up. We didn't drift so far away from some biblical truth that we thought our parents was absolutely nuts about. That they didn't know what they were talking about. But they knew they just couldn't read and write well. But they knew what they were doing when they put us out. Only thing they said, if you get hungry, you can come eat. Then you got to go. And let me tell you the thought behind that. If you never give anybody responsibility, then they never take it. They will never know how to handle responsibility if you don't give it to them. Long as you keep them in there, you'll make them lazy. You make them depend on you. And depending on you, you got a lot of other things to do. And when you start shifting your priorities, you best to know that you're heading for trouble. All right, let me leave them children alone. Y'all may not like what I'm getting ready to say, but I had to pay my own way through school. My parents looked at me and said, we ain't got no money. And I worked and went to school. Now, that's why, that's why young folks, you do best to do good at school so you can get a scholarship. That's the best way. If you want to help your parents out, get a scholarship. Don't get no grant. Don't get no school loan. Get a scholarship so you don't have to pay it back. But it's going to make you keep the grades up, though. Responsibility. Okay, I, 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 okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Okay. Under cares, struggles, worries. Jesus says some of your hindrances come from your spouse. Come from your spouse. Say, I'm not going to talk about girlfriend and boyfriend because you ought to be able to get rid of that like right now. That's one of those no deposit, no return deals. But when you're married, there's a lot more to it than that. But at the same time, you got to know this, that your spouse can hinder you. You're not listening to them from doing the, word, from doing the work of God. And you need to know that. Not, but let me say this, that God will always give you a way to deal with your spouse. And one of the number one ways you deal with your spouse is on your knees. See, we got to remember if we say that God is almighty, if we say that God is king of kings, lords of lords, if you say that the Lord is my shepherd, then you ought to act like it. And when you have problems with your spouse, you go to the one who made him or her. 
and tell him, Father, I stretch my hands to you. Ain't no other help out here can help me with this situation. Speak to me, Lord. Handle the situation. And if you watch and see what God do with him, <laughs> is he a worker or not? I'll leave that alone because I don't want to scare these young folks from getting married because everybody ought to get married at least once. At least once you ought to be married. It'll make you a different person, I tell you that. Yes, it will. It'll find things in you that you claim that you didn't have. Okay, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. Another hindrance is that, 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 that comes up under cares and struggles and worries and anxiety is your doggone weight. You're too tired to come to church because you're too heavy. You're too tired to go to L.A. Fitness because you just can't make it. That's just, I just sweat all the time. <laughs> Oh, you know, I don't want to go to church because it's hot in there. And I already sweat. <laughs> the only thing, only I think the only thing that doesn't stop people who are dealing with weight or problems going to the grocery store. God wants you to go out and witness for him. You can't go out. Yeah, I would like to. I like to go out and witness, but I, you know, I'm just. Oh, I just get tired. I just take two steps, and I'm just tired. Or oh, just let me sit in the van. What kind of witness is that? And you just sitting in the van? Cause you need some one-on-one. -on -one. You need some one-on-one -on -one dialogue. You need to let the Holy Spirit work with you while you talking to somebody. You can't help nobody sitting in the van looking at them witnessing and you sitting in there fanning. Trying to tell the driver, oh, they down there, come pull on down a little farther. <laughs> yeah, you may laugh about it, but it's true. What about your transportation? Can be a hindrance. Well, I, I just don't have no way to. Get, I don't have no way to get there. I don't. I don't. I don't have a way to get to work. I don't. I don't have the way to get to church. I don't have. A, I don't have a way. 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 Now I'm not going to talk about Lyft and Uber because they cost money. They cost money, and you, and, you, and quickly you're going to say, Well, I ain't got the money to go to work, and I don't have the money to go to church. I don't have money. Go to hospital, visit sick, and do that. I don't, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that. But you know what? I found something out here, you guys. And here again, I ain't telling you something that I ain't experienced myself. You ever been to people that have all the answers, they ain't experienced nothing. Donna, I used to talk about when I was single, talking about marriage life and counseling marriage people. And I did pretty good. 
I did pretty good according to me. And when I got married, you know what I said? Oops. <laughs> I said, oops. If that's good, I got on my knees and start asking for forgiveness. I done told them some stuff that I had no. It was all in the book. Yeah, it's kind of like putting something together when you buy it from the store and they say you have to assemble it yourself. And they give you the instructions and you read all the way through it and you put it together and you have a screw left over, you have a part left over, you have something else left over. And I'll go back and try to figure out, well, where did it go? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think about it long. I just throw them away. I say, well, it's done. <laughs> it's fixed. But something I missed. But it, I missed because I don't have the experience of putting it. A lot of stuff, and until you experience it, you, you, you may know something about it, but you don't know enough to say, well, hey. All right, all right. Let's see where I'm uh, I Transportation, yeah, transportation. I think I'm, I'm trying to think if I need to talk anything else about cares and struggles. Yeah, I already told y'all, single folk, about worrying about your, your boyfriend and girlfriend. That's no deposit, no return. Uh, married folk, I told y'all about going to the Lord. Right? That's a struggle. Uh, same thing goes for your job. You got problems on your job? Uh, with your boss? Uh, take it to the Lord. You got a co-worker you got a problem with? Take it to the Lord. Uh, uh, what a friend we have in all the things we bear all because we do not what everything to God in prayer okay 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 Jesus is teaching here us again and teaching us that uh, how the word of God is being killed and hindered by our cares, and I and there's so many more cares that that I just don't uh, I just don't have the, the knowledge to know what they all are in your life. But but if you leave these things in your life that God wants you to remove, no matter how much the Word of God comes into you, it's going to be overtaken by your cares. And your care is going to hinder you from being totally committed to what? His time, talent, and finances. You know your cares and your struggles. And if you have Christ in you, he's going to convict you of what they are. Now, you either remove it all. If you leave any of it in there, it's going to grow. And it's going to what? Hinder you. Uh, I know y'all don't like me to talk about this, but uh, I, 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 I just, I, uh, uh, I just, I just, uh, watch this. I just, I just real and I'm transparent. Uh, I'm real and transparent. I've been like that. 
pretty much all my life. I, I don't know how to fix things up fancy. And, and I'm always afraid if I fix it up too much, you won't understand nothing I'm trying to tell you. It, 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 it just ain't going to make any difference to you because you didn't understand what I said. Like old folks used to say, all these old things, uh, all these old things, I never understood what they were talking about until I got older. And then I understood some of this stuff. You know, like, like, like they used to say, well, you don't put a dog in a meat house. I said, what? Put a dog in the meat house. And as I grew a little bit, I understood. You, 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 you don't put somebody in something that has need of it. If they got need of it, don't put them there. Y'all got quiet. Now, look how Matthew comes back and tell us how to deal with the cares, the struggles, the worries. Because he gives us a solution. Here we go. Matthew, the sixth chapter. The 24th verse. Let's start there. Are you with me? I see I'm not going to get through with this, so you know what I'm going to do. Once I get through with this, I'm going to shut it down. Just like they do in the club. We're going to shut this down. Some of y'all going to do it tomorrow night. We're going to shut this place down. To the windows, to the wall. While you out there doing all that, you forgot who gave you all of your health. And, you know, it took me a little while, uh, uh, Tanisha and, and Diana, it, it took me a little while to realize that I got all the time in the world to party. But I need to realize the right time. Y'all not listen to, to party. Hmm? But nevertheless, watch this, watch this, watch this. Because, because, watch this. Uh, 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 Jesus tells us how to handle the cares. And then I, don't worry about it. I'm going to stop right here. And I'm, I'm going to save it for another next Sunday. How about that? Now look at uh, Matthew 6 and 24. Look what it says. Matthew, Matthew 6, 24. Yeah, yeah, 6, 24. 624. Write that down. That, that sounds like something I need to play. Powerball or Mega Million. Well, the number man here, he's taking it down anyhow. Yeah, yeah, he can play, he gonna play them numbers. Starting at uh, uh, 24th verse, look what it says. No one can serve what? Either he will hate the one. Now, let me tell you something. This is the word of God. This is not Robert Hodo. So don't get mad at me. Don't be, keep talking about he make me sick. You make me sick. By not listening to the word of God. I feel like Jonah sometimes. Lord, why you got me preaching to these, 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 these folk here that don't want to hear nothing you say? That no man can serve two masters, love one, hate the other. Didn't he say that? 
or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot what? You cannot, a negative, do the both. And you want to know how I know you ain't right? Because you can't do both. And there's no excuse that you can give God, even though you think he's okay with it. He's not, because you can't have both of them. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 25. Therefore, therefore. Now, whenever you see the word therefore, then, 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 then you need to leave 24. And know that whatever comes behind therefore is the most important thing. He was just putting a footnote there on 24. I just want you to know you can't serve two. That's just a footnote. But now he said, therefore, which not, I really want you to pay attention to this. That's when, 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 when he, therefore, pay attention to this. I tell you, do not worry. That's a negative. Do not worry about your what? Do not worry about what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Well, what he mean by my life? This is what he mean by your life. All the stuff you care for. Did I tell you that's what Jesus is doing? He's telling you about your care. Do not worry about your cares. Look what he says here. Look what he says. What you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body. Now he's talking more than about your weight. He's talking about your body, period. Even if it comes down to you sacrificing your life. Even if you do have a missing part on your body. Don't care. Don't worry about that. Watch, 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 watch this. Watch this. What you will wear. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. What, man, man. Didn't I hear on the radio. Uh, Goodwill said they ain't taking no more. Yeah. They ain't taking no more. They ain't taking. Yeah, they're not taking no more donation. You know what I'm saying? But but they they wasn't saying that to us. Cause you ain't gonna give no clothes away. You you'll get large and you'll have that outfit that you look so fine or you look so good in with that suit, and you'll hang it up there and say, I'm gonna get back into that. I'm gonna get back into I'm gonna get back into that outfit. I'm gonna get back into that outfit. Yes, I oh I sure would look good when I wear that. And you three years down the road and three more pounds bigger. He said, don't worry about what you wear. He said, now watch this. Is not life more important than food? 
and the body more important than clothes? I didn't say this. Jesus the Christ said this. Now watch this. Look at verse 26. Look at the birds. Some of y'all don't believe my birds sing at night over there in my house. Yeah, they sing at night over there in my house. But I, I kind of think that my house is the stairway to heaven. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, in other words, they don't work. They don't work. And yet, your heavenly father and your heavenly father and your heavenly father. And your heavenly father. And your heavenly father feeds them. Now he feeds the animal. That you look at every day that you want to put in a cage. And, and look at Oh, look how pretty that animal is. And he feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Aren't you more valuable than animals? Now, you got to think about that. If you say that God is your father, that, that you have faith in God, you expect God to do everything but fail and all this stuff, and he feeds the animals, and you got all these cares and worries and struggles and the whole nine yards, and he feeds the animals, don't you know that God thinks about you much more than, more than, more than, not the same of, but more than. What I want to tell a lot of, a lot of folk now, you know, especially dating and in relationship, God loves you more than anybody you can get. God loves you more than anybody that you can get. So watch this. Look at look at look look at look at twenty seven. Look at twenty seven. Who of you, by what worrying, can add a single hour to your life? In other words, if you're worrying, you can't do nothing. Can't do nothing about it. You can't put back. Oh, how the psalmist says, "If I could turn back the hands of time." Who was that? Who was that? Watch out. See, I know it. I know. I know. I know you wouldn't save always. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 28. And why do you worry about what? See how the lily grow? They do not what? Look at 29. Yet I tell you. Now who's speaking here? I want to check and double check before I'm through. Who? Is, is that the one you gave your life to? Is that the one you put faith into? Is that the one you said, Lord, I'm giving my life to you. Just use me however you want to use me. Is that the one you be saying, Lord, 
I'm committed to Is that the one you said, he's my rock, he's my son, he's my shield? Is that the one you said, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you? See, I know you ain't real. And that's why I put so much pressure, at least on the choir. Don't get up here singing about something you don't know nothing about. You can't even do it will, but you singing and shouting and jumping, and that ain't God. That's just the beat. That's why I have problems a little bit with the young church and, and all this exciting that goes on. And, and I, ain't, I, 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 listen, I, I I'm not knocking it like you think I'm knocking it. I just want them to be careful that it ain't all about you feeling good. It needs to be coming from what the Lord has done for you. And if you don't know nothing about it, then don't say nothing about it. Y'all up there shouting and carrying on, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but then you come right out. You come, you come right out of church. You get halfway down the road, and you go into road rage. Next day, you turn around. And you robbing, you robbing Sprint and Metro. Said I'm. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a member of Lakewood. <laughs> Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of the splendor was dressed like one of these. He's talking about the nature. He's talking about the animals. Look at verse 30. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow and thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little Look at 31. So do not worry. But why do not worry? Because he just mentioned to you. If you got a little faith, it's going to be a problem. And see, that's how we operate here. We talk all this big stuff about serving God, but when it comes down to doing, oh, you of little faith. That's how I know there's something wrong with your Christ likeness. Because for you to say that you have faith in God, then what is the problem? Well, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to do for New Morning Light because your pastor don't work eight hours a day. Uh-huh. Heck, I ain't never read that in the Bible. What I have read in the Bible, you supposed to take care of me all the way. 
That's in the law of the Old Testament, New Testament, all through the Bible. You're supposed to take care of it. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Look at verse 32. For the, what? Pagans, heathens, run after these things, and your heavenly Father, watch this, knows that you, watch this, watch this, need them. He said the world does that. The world have all these cares and worries. And don't you know if you got faith in God, he knows your needs? If you got faith in God, he knows your needs? He may not come when you want him to, but he comes on time. I remember, oh, I believe, I think if my mind is right, I think it was, uh, wasn't it Elijah? Who was on the run? And he got hungry. And he went to the lady. Is that the right one? And he didn't have no food. And he told the woman, now before you give anybody something to eat, fix me a cake. <laughs> Woo! Donna, let me go in somebody's house and tell them. Look here, before you feed everybody else, hey, get, give me a sandwich. <laughs> you talk about Christ-like. <laughs> they'll look at me, and, you know, they'll, call me they'll call me in. <laughs> you in, you, something might be wrong with you. And God fed Elijah not only on one occasion, he fed Elijah on many occasions. He had, the birds actually fed Elijah one time, dropping food in his mouth. But see, we don't believe that because we think the story, the Bible is half fairy tales and half truth. Well, it was back there then, but it surely won't happen now. But whatever God did back there, he can do. You don't believe it, so don't say it. Verse 33 says this. Verse 33 says this, and I know I'm running a little bit over time, but either you're going to leave or you're going to stay. That's just about where I'm going from now on. You're going to stay and you're going to leave. Most of you trying to dodge tithing off and anyhow. So Jesus said to Judas, whatever you're going to do, just hurry up and go and do it now. One day I'm going to preach about how Jesus talked to folk. Because y'all think everybody needs to talk all soft and pray because, oh, it's okay. No, I just understand. No, well, it's okay. Whatever you want to do. No, 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 no. You don't read the Bible. Jesus wore out some folk, and he wasn't saying, you know, Mary had a little lamb. He told the disciples one time, how long I got to keep putting up with this mess? Let me say that to you. Well, Pastor trying to talk to me like a boy. No. How long do I have to keep up with this mess? Uh, 
I like the word of God because it can speak for me. Watch this, verse 33, and I'm almost through. But, I give up. 